All right, welcome to another Ember Weekend. Uh, I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Jace McCarthy. And we are broadcasting out of uh, Hash Rocket HQ here in Jack's Beach. Uh, we are Ember Weekend. We like to talk about news things and other. Does that work, Chase? I don't know. What's the other? Uh, you know, Destiny. Oh, occasionally yeah. Overwatch. Right. N- naming frameworks after currencies in video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, we're going to get started with some really cool stuff. All right, so the first thing I wanted to dive into is actually a correction to uh, last week's episode, which I think um, we're kind of making a thing somewhat, right, Chase? I don't know. Corrections, corrections, corrections each week. That's Each uh, week, yeah. Each week just to make sure that we're we're on top of things. So really, you're, it's like eventual correctness. Right. If we don't have a correction, we'll just have 30 seconds of silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh man, that that's perfect, perfect. Um, so yeah, the correction actually is that we announced, uh, well, we didn't announce, we relayed information saying that the 2.8 uh, release was the LTS release. And, uh, you know, as soon as, uh, it was actually Ricardo Mendez uh, locks on Slack and other platforms, uh, who brought it up and was basically saying that the LTS, uh, the 2.8 LTS is actually just a candidate right now. Uh, and that the way the LTS works is when a, an LTS candidate comes out, which 2.8 is. Uh, they wait six weeks before they make it an official LTS. And uh, our current working understanding of this is basically so that they're not stuck with some, like they want to, they want to see some, something shake out and make sure everything works before they, you know, they guarantee, they make those guarantees uh, for long-term support. Um, so it is a candidate, not the actual LTS, but right. it will be right. in, in like five weeks now. And and we could be wrong about that. So look out for a correction next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're making it a thing. It's a thing now. <laughs> All right, and the uh, the next thing uh, we're going to talk about real fast is that uh, Chris Thoburn, uh, he's Runspired on all the platforms, uh, just released a new version of a uh, an add-on called Ember Hammer Time. And if you're writing um, Ember apps that are kind of targeting mobile, uh, this is going to be really useful for you. Uh, what it lets you do is it lets you basically, you know, via the command line, install FastClick really easily. So uh, there is a delay when you click uh, certain things on... Uh, like mobile safari for instance that it will wait 300 milliseconds before it determines whether or not you're actually clicking a thing uh, which can be really really jarring for a user so you have to do some hacks and things to make this work and uh, he's made this really easy yeah basically uh, it looks like what it does is it he, he calls it an ast walker um but basically it adds these uh attributes to your uh your elements uh that are clickable so that they, um, it, it adds like touch, touch action and all the browser specific touch action stuff uh, to make that go away. Cause that is really hard to get right. Like you'll, you'll, you'll do it in Chrome. You'd be like, oh yeah, this is working. And then you realize it doesn't, it doesn't work in Safari exactly right. right. So it's, it's good to move all this add on and only have to deal with it through this layer. Totally. And, and I think this was actually abstracted from another add on. It says in the README, uh, it was abstracted from uh, Ember Gestures, which is kind of a parent thing that, uh, that incorporates this and some other things. So it's a little bit, uh, componentized and I really like that. So, uh, if you're doing, if you're targeting mobile and you've noticed, oh, why, when I click this thing, it kind of waits a second before it, you know, does the right thing or doesn't feel right. doesn't feel fluid or smooth. Uh, likely you need to use fast click and, uh, you can look at Ember hammer time. Uh, and just to relay another kind of public service announcement off of Twitter, uh, Eric Brin, uh, mentioned that you should not be using target object in your components anymore because it's being deprecated. Um, there's a, uh, we'll, we'll link to the issue of this, uh, where, uh, uh, Robert Jackson goes into, you know, why it's, why it's being removed. Um, we couldn't really find any cases where we had used it, but, it, um, basically what it seems like target object does is it gets your parent context 
uh, in a com in a component, it'll it would be a reference to the parent object. So if you're rendering a component out of a template for a controller, uh, the context to where that template would have been the controller. So if you use target object, like you pass in maybe parent equals target object, now you get like a reference to the controller inside of the component, and you know that should already smell pretty bad to you. Um, so if you're using it, just know that it's getting deprecated as of I guess 2.9. Yeah, 2.9, the, the behavior of target object changed. Uh, so so they're basically saying like, hey, it's not that it's going away. It's just it's not going to, there's no guarantees anymore. I think they made it private as well. Um, and it doesn't behave quite the same way. So uh, you can't really rely on it for that type of behavior. But there are ways, you know, obviously you can pass properties, you can pass closure actions. So and it, typically if you want to do these things, I mean, even if you wanted to pass this in the, in the, in the context of what you were talking about, you could do that. Um, once again, it's kind of smelly. Yeah, I mean, it seems like anywhere where you were using target object, um, I saw you know many cases where people were using it that way, where they're saying like like parent equals target object, or inside of a component, um, just saying you know target object dot send something, and so you know that you're being rendered inside of another component or inside of you know some controller or something, and you just want to send something out to it. Um, you should always lean on the you know the concept of like passing down a very specific thing that that deals with that. Um, and yeah, but there, I mean, there are legitimate use cases in the issue, like in the body of the issue, there are some people, you know, legitimately like asking for this, um, this behavior. So maybe it's not always smelly. I'm pretty sure that I've used this before, but I couldn't find any of the, uh, any JS bins that I've written where I use it, but I, I'm I, positive yeah, I, I couldn't find any use cases that couldn't have been replaced by something else. So oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's always more than one way to, to do things. Exactly. And this is just, I think was their way of saying like, it's getting moved. There's better ways of doing it. Right. Uh, this was not necessarily intended to to do what you're doing. Because uh, to me, it like, kind of makes it seem a lot like a partial. Like you're trying to get a partial behavior with a component. Um, right. You know, because partials keep the context of the thing that they're rendered in. So which is uh, which is a whole nother kind of yeah. It's a different it's a different kind of templating. You know, it, it's it's more Railsy and less. You know. I don't like partials, man. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I, you I see them and you, you, you go into the partial and you're like, well, where does this variable, where, where is this, where is this coming from? I, I haven't used them in so long that when somebody brought it up like a few months ago, I, I thought was, I thought they had been removed because oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't use them and I, yeah. and I very rarely see people that use them. But, uh, we will link to this issue. Um, check it out. Uh, if you're using it, uh, there's, there's, that's definitely a good place to ask questions about how you can migrate away. But uh, the, de the deprecation will likely uh, have some uh, meta information as well. So uh, stay tuned. So the next thing we want to talk about is a blog post by Martin Schilstra about Ember's Resolver. Uh, it was really cool. It's a great introduction. It kind of goes over, you know, what the Resolver is, what it's responsible for, uh, how how you can, like, recognize, uh, you know, like, Resolver statements and uh, a lot of other things. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, and it's the resolver comes in handy in a lot of places. I mean, sometimes you use it and you don't you don't realize it. Like the Ember Inject service stuff, um, that's all basically using the, under, the resolver under the hood um, with some clever little logic to kind of figure out what what you're assigning it to. Which I still don't understand how that works. Um, and then uh, you know it's it's worth it's worth diving into. I mean, this is kind of a very shallow dive just to kind of so you know you know the patterns. Um, but but you'll need to know these kind of things, especially for testing. Uh, we were trying to stub out something that's, you know, that's available or create some component maybe, um, to, to render inside of another context or stub out a service or something. Um, so definitely, you know, give it a read if you're uh, unfamiliar with how, uh, the resolver works at all. Um, yeah. and, uh, down at the bottom, there's uh, a little bit more advanced stuff with, uh, resolving from add-ons, um, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, that, that, I, that's a consistent point of, of like 
misunderstanding for me. Well, it, well, he goes into the at the bottom. You can say uh, the add-on. So he says oh, add, and and dash add-on at, um, and so you can you can reach in an add-on and get a specific thing. You can like namespace it to the add-on that exists. I just I don't think that would work if they didn't have. Um, you know how in, in an add-on you have an add-on folder and an app folder and app mm-hmm. stuff is just exporting things that are in an add-on to make them public. So I don't think that would work if somebody had just put it in add-on and hadn't exported it. Um, I think right. this is more to like clarify or like, oh, there's some name collision or something between two add-ons I'm using. And so I'm right. going to reach directly right. into that one and make sure it's that one. Well, anyways, it's a great blog post. I look forward to seeing more on the resolver from Martin. Uh, this is uh, definitely some, some an, an aspect I think that is, uh, is underblogged. Is that a word? Yes. Underblogged? Um, underblogged. That's under, like underblog. It sounds like a, like some, some like a Mordor like. Yeah. 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 Or something. It's the underblog. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So check it out. So last Friday, the uh, videos from Embercamp London went up, um, and uh, there's a bunch of good ones. So definitely check it out. Um, uh, one of the one of the top ones is the uh, for for me personally is the keynote by Yehuda and Tom, which uh, was very uh, is very similar to the closing keynote that Tom Dale gave at WikiGit Ember, uh, but with Yehuda in there, kind of um, expanding on some of the uh, the more complicated Glimmer stuff uh, that he's been working on. Um, and so uh, you know, it goes into you know all of the kind of examples of what Ember's for today and how Glimmer and Fastboot kind of are kind of changing where Ember really fits in. Um, and so Tom Dale's going into how Glimmer 2 is used in MoneyGraph and to do these this very lightweight uh, app that is not Ember at all. It's really just Ember CLI with Glimmer, raw, raw Glimmer 2 written in TypeScript, uses a bunch of cool things like Apple Pay fingerprint to take donations. Um, it, was a, it was a really good example. Um, and then Yehuda goes into um, kind of like how how Ember um, is now positioning itself kind of as a a flexible framework that can do very lightweight apps and also very heavy uh, big apps like the uh, Heroku dashboard uh, and Travis CI and things like that. So it's definitely a, a talk that you know makes you feel really good about the direction of Ember because of all of the the cool things we're getting. Uh, you know the things that are uh, a lot of work they go into basically how in React to get the same effect you would have to just spend tons and tons of time uh, you know using a whole bunch of add-ons and it's not a tested kind of uh, set of them so it's going to be very unique to your project very ad hoc and and you're not going to duplicate that very well project to project so I'm very thankful that you know Ember CLI gives us this kind of power. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, some of the other notable talks were uh, this is this is really cool. I'm really glad you brought this one up, Chase. The authentication in Fastboot. Uh, I want to. Uh, to watch this like right now, actually, like maybe we'll stop this and I'll go watch it. Uh, and then uh, there's a service worker talk by Martin, and uh, and that I'm sure is also really awesome. I think Martin gave a short uh, lightning talk at Wicked Good um, about service workers, and is very exciting his work uh, in the add-on space there. Yeah, it seemed like the uh, this um, it seemed like this conference had kind of a heavy. Uh, mobile, uh, you know, kind of influence, like uh, emphasis on mobile. Uh, so the, the the keynote along with the authentication in Fastboot, because uh, Fastboot is very geared toward, um, you know, the mobile environment, um, and then service workers, which they're also trying to use for, for mobile. So uh, a lot of them had to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems great. And they're all up online. So, uh, so I got some watching to do. Yeah, check it out. Thanks for uh, sticking with us to the end. Uh, I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. I had to really think about that one. I was like, I'm uh, Jonathan Jonathan Snow. Snow? (laughs) Snow? 
Dude, that happens more often than you want. I, every time Game of Thrones spoons up or spools up, whatever, I just get constant Jon Snow references. Right. It's the perils of having a name like Jon. Um, yeah, so uh, anyways, uh, once again, thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to follow along with us uh, here, uh, you can do so at uh, Ember Weekend, all one word, on Twitter. Uh, or if you would prefer to follow us along with your uh, podcast reader du jour, um, you can tune in at emberweekend.com slash feed.xml. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good one.